uh, Sunday, August 7th, and it's uh, episode 129, episode 129, and uh, it's just going to be me and Diggs tonight, and a special guest, by the way, someone you guys are familiar with, Amber Richardson is coming back to the show, and uh, we are going to get things started right now. So let's call the captain in and get the party started. Here we go. Captain. Captain. Yes. We Captain. are in flight. Captain, we're in flight. Yeah. It's time to <clears throat> get this we show the in the air. Are you there? Yes. You hear me? Yeah. We the people. We the people. Yeah. Fuck Facebook. And Twitter, Twitter too. too. God, could you imagine the fake, if they make fake uh, news it, media? It, 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 fuck you too. But uh fuck you ooh. too. But uh I love that song. But anyway, could you imagine if the court makes Twitter bite or uh Elon Musk bite Twitter? Oh my god. He offered fifty money. It could be. It could be a thing. We don't know yet. I mean, well, I still, I still hope he gets it, but I hope he gets it at a better price. I hope he gets it at a better price too. Well, called capitalism. It's called capitalism. I mean, you, yeah. you want to, you want to get, you know, the fucking best price for the deal on the gig, and you know, I think this whole thing has kind of been a hoax from the beginning. I really don't think Elon's trying to buy Twitter, but you know. He may be trying to, I don't know. Show show actually what's happening. Yeah, he's kind of... Shows put, actually what's happening. He's the only guy in, in uh, that position that could do it. And what? he's actually showing uh, how Twitter and certain things are kind of toxic. He wants to play the game and see, you know, exactly, you know, how many fucking robots are out there. And how much other bullshit's out there? You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing is, that it it should be a true public uh, platform. It should be. It should be, but it's not. And the the sad thing is, it's not because it's privately owned, and a private company can do whatever they want. And you're like, okay, that's fine, but it's still wrong. Um, constitutionally, it's wrong. Yeah. No, it's um, it's disturbing. And you know what? Honestly, all social media is disturbing. It really is. It's, it's been tracking us since day one. We know that shit. Do we not? I mean, like, come on. Facebook, Twitter, uh, even the good ones. I never got on Twitter, and I, I was on Facebook, and I haven't been on Facebook. I'm still present on Facebook, I guess. But uh, I didn't delete my account. So... Uh, but the thing is, it's like, I, I don't, I don't really want a digital footprint, but the thing is every time you walk around with your cell phone, they know where you are all the time, which is fine. That's cool. But who, who knows where I am? Who, who is the person or the, I mean, it's like the IRS <laughs> just, uh, that bill they passed. The IRS now is bigger than the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the uh, Border Patrol. Right. Combined. Combined. Okay. So it's like, okay, so who are they going to go off after IRS-wise? Well, they're going to go after the little guy. They're not going to go after the big guy because the big guy can hire lawyers and they just send you a thing and say, you owe this, and if you want to fight it in your court, it's going to cost you ten grand. It's like, well, what do you do? Right. I mean. Well, I don't know what you do, but like, you know who might know is the person we have as a guest today. She perfect. she ran for governor in the state of Oregon. I'm sure she's got plenty of dirty shit to tell us. 
you know, what's what's uh, worth fighting for and what's not. But uh, Amber Richardson, let's let's bring her in. She was running for the uh, uh, governor of Oregon, and uh, here she is. Here, let's let's bring her in right now. Hello. Amber Richardson, welcome to the Totally Corrupt Podcast. Welcome back again. You've got me and Diggs here, and we're just talking about we're just talking about what the most corrupt things are right now in uh, the whole world. Basically, what you got for us? Thank you so much for having me back. I miss you guys. Yeah, it's been a minute. (laughs) Diggs, are you there? Whoops. Maybe we missed one. I can't hear anything. Oh, your <laughs> digs. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah, Trickster. How are you? He's been trying to mute me for years. He got away with it. Yeah. He, he didn't have anything good to say, so I had to mute him. I probably deserved it. How are you? I'm doing great. So how is your selection election state going as well as um, Oregon's been going? Well, shit. Oh. I mean, you know, Joe Kent's like 200 votes behind the Republican person. Surprisingly to me is the Democratic person in his district is actually outperforming both of the Republicans, like by far, which is, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. How did your uh, uh, election primary turnout Tell us what you've learned and where your campaign is. Um, so how it all turned out was kind of how we expected it. It was the selection election state. Uh, so Tina Kotek, even though um, nobody likes her, she actually was the front runner, which was surprising. Um, and Tobias Reed took places um strongly, even though he didn't even, uh, campaign. So that was, uh, you know, that's how that goes. Um, and then, so, you know, uh, but it was really good because I did exactly what I wanted to do was to be able to go to every County and get to know kind of all of the, everything that kind of intertwines and what it takes, um, election wise, um, how it works in every single county. And so everything that I wanted to do, I got to do. And so I don't have any um, remorse for running. I'm glad I did it. And I, um, my two projects are taking off, which is the one for the veterans and the ones for the fight against human and sex trafficking. And I'm still working very tirelessly against uh, or with uh, election integrity. So trying to get, more election integrity in our uh, West Coast. So that is still strong. And so everything that um, I was working towards, I'm still doing. So, you know, that is um, still really taking those action. Uh, okay, question for you. I, question I, 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 I got a question. I got a question. So do you, do you think that election integrity played a role in... Uh, your election process yeah we don't have any election integrity so i mean if you think about it they made it worse so they gave us they gave seven extra days for our post office to uh have postmarked ballots um and so with that like with clackamas county for instance um so they the county clerk two weeks prior got all the ballots had bad barcodes on them. And even though she knew they had bad barcodes, knew they wouldn't run through the machine, she still sent all the ballots out to Clackamas County, which is the third largest county in our state, and still sent them out knowing that they wouldn't be valid to run through the machines, right? Which is how in Oregon, we don't get the opportunity to even have a chance to vote in person. Like the only thing that we have is to vote by mail. So knowingly she did that, And then, you know, they color code our ballot envelopes and they say that's to distinguish between our counties. So the the color that's on there is so that our post office is able to tell between our counties. Well, 
they married our counties. So why, if it's distinguishable, why was Clackamas, Marion, and Jackson, I'm Jackson County, all yellow? If they're supposed to be there to distinguish between our counties, then why did they marry three counties together? And it so happens that there's a really big race and, um, yeah, and then it happens that Clackamas County can run theirs through. And so what they did is after, oh, I think all their ballots back, they couldn't run them to the machines, but don't worry, they did a Stacey Abrams and they hired an outsourced election team to, you know, write down their uh, votes on a, a new ballot that did have a good barcode. You know, don't worry, voters. We'll just write them down for you. We'll transcribe them and then run them through a machine um, later on. And so there's just a bunch of stuff like that. There were six major counties, us being one of them in Jackson County, that had a, a printer issue last minute um, with a supplier. And um, it was us. It was Clackamas. It was Marion. It was Multnomah. It was uh, Klamath and Coos County that all had uh, supplier issues with the printer paper that they all had to go last minute with one certain supplier um, for different paper. Um, so there's just all these different things that we know that are not good. Um, they In Coos County, they shut the, uh, at midnight, kicked all the observers out and closed all the windows and wouldn't let them observe and all sorts of things like that. We had observers here in Jackson County that weren't allowed to speak up. They weren't even allowed to say anything when they saw something. They had an observer see a name come by three times in a row, three different ballots, and they weren't allowed to say anything. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that constantly comes up. And um, so, yeah, I think that when it comes to election integrity, we just don't have any election integrity. So what we're trying to do is, you know, we want in-person voting, we want voter ID, we want paper ballots, we want, you know, it's not, we want to go back to how we used to vote. And getting there is, it seems like we keep having an uphill battle. Um, and it goes down to all the way down to the county clerks. Um, so, and, and not all of them, I, you know, we can't say it all of them, but I mean, it, some of the dirtiness goes all the way down that far. So well, I'm with you. Um, I think that we need to bring, you know, the in-person voting back and you know what? Uh, I hope that you saw some in-person voting, like, uh, upticks, you know, towards the end there. But, like, that seems to be where our people are voting. they like, you know what, fuck this mail-in bullshit. Can, 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 I, can I intercede real quick? Okay. I'm just looking at, it from a, I'm looking at it from a retail point of view. A lot of us worked in the retail industry. And it's the thing, it's like when the computers are down, the computers are down. I cannot, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we don't hard copy credit cards anymore or anything like that. When the computers are down, it takes like five, 10 minutes to reboot them. And as soon as you're, you're closed, you lock the door. People are in there because people lollygag. But if you haven't like came there to vote in time, then you don't get a vote. It's like those palace of ballots for Biden back in the day that we used to joke about. But the thing is, it's like from a retail point of view, I look at it, I look at elections like, well, there's a time frame. Um, I'm not going to accept your card. I'm not going to enter it in the computer manually because it doesn't show the card was here. You know, you have to physically be there, vote, or you have to have a reason to have a mail-in ballot, which is great. But I mean, keeping all this stuff where it like takes they're like accepting it. You said they were accepting it like way longer. It's like, what is the store all of a sudden open till 11? It's like we close at six. You sound like the laziest retail employee of all time. Listen, they just need to fucking count the goddamn votes. Votes in whatever the fucking county you're in. Just count them. It happens, it happens once a year, once every two years, or once every four years. Count your goddamn votes. It's ridiculous that we've got to wait this long you know, because people like, oh, oh we're going to stop counting for the night. Wah, wah, wah. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, come on. Like, we need to figure this shit out. Well, it, it's starting to look like they don't even count. Like, you know, sometimes it feels like that. It's kind of like they kind of they kind of put a mathematical um, equation in there. Like, this person's going to get, you know, this, you know, that's what we're going to say. And then 
But here's the thing is that it's not supposed to, you know, when you talk about election integrity, it's not to be there to discourage people from voting. Even if you're in the most fraudulent part, like, you know, being in Oregon, being in Washington, being in California, you know, where we have been in mail-in voting for so long, like you have to still get out there and vote. As much as we're fighting so much for election integrity, if you don't get out there and vote, then you can't expose all of the bad things that have been happening. So that's the thing is that people get so discouraged. And even though that it, all these things are happening, you still have to go out there and still do that civic duty, even though, yes, these bad things are still happening because if you don't, then how are we going to catch it? So, um, and part of that is, you know, when we do, we do go out there and we do, you know, I, I would love if everybody, we have the technology to today, today, if everybody would just take a picture with your phone, you know? Right. Like, right. Take a picture with your phone. Why can't we do our own personal audit? Like, wouldn't that be amazing if everybody just was like, hmm, I'll just take a picture with my own phone and be like, hmm, nope, that's how I voted. I mean, the way, the way I, I know, know the way I know it works in Washington is that if you vote, like, you can check your own vote, but it's like, it doesn't tell you who you voted for. It just says, like, oh, we received your vote. It doesn't tell you. Right. Who, that's the same. Like, it'll say it was processed. For. Believe if it was processed. Processed for who? For what? For where? For why? Exactly. Like that's what I mean. So, do you know? I mean, in in here they put in. Um, so like they're doing all. They keep saying the growing number for NAVs are happening. But oh my gosh, there's so many um, non-affiliated voters. There's so many non-affiliated voters. Well. The reason why is because, like in the state of Oregon, they keep flipping um, registered party voters all the time. So, just in this primary election, there were so many surveys that were going out. It was crazy. Right before the primary election, it was insane. And part of that was they wanted the state really wanted to know which way that you were going to vote, whether you were a Democrat or a Republican. So, one of the things that even after the primary election, I went out to dinner and there was a table, a couple that was there. And they said, I know you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, but how come there were no governors on the ballot? I've been a Democrat my whole life. And I said, oh, I was like, you got switched to NAV. I said, welcome to voter fraud. Um, would you like to stand up for election integrity? He said, yeah. I was like, you know, send your name, number, address, and, you know, we'll get you help. But um, it doesn't even matter now in the state of Oregon because it matters, um, they put out all of these different kind of surveys because of what's happened in the Democratic Party with this Biden federally and in our state of Oregon with Kate Brown and how much destruction she has caused. So many Democrats are not, absolutely not going to vote for, you know, Democrat that they're either going to vote independent or they're literally going to vote Republican because they're so sick and tired of what's been happening. And so they put out all of these different surveys trying to figure out and different demographics according to zip codes, like where you lived, kind of where the chunk, how they think that they were going to actually vote during the primaries, and then they flipped them to NAV. And we are closed primaries. So if you got flipped to NAV, then you weren't allowed to vote for the governor in our state. All right. So people that don't know, what does NAV mean? Non-affiliated voter. Okay. So you have a non-affiliated so voter. We are in a closed primary state. So if you are an NAV, you're not allowed to vote in the primaries for uh, the governor. Interesting. So you're registered under a primary party. So tell us. So tell if, they flip, if the state flips you to an NAV, which is what happened to me in the 2020 election, I've always been a registered Republican, but I got flipped to NAV right before the uh, 2020 election. And I was like, this is weird, but I caught it early enough and I was still able to vote in the 2020 election for this presidential election. Interesting. Well, tell us what happened to you in your uh, race. Like, where did you end up? What happened? Like, oh, who, who's moving not on? Good. <laughs> who's, mo who's moving on? Who's not? Like, who do you support? Who do you don't? Um. So, yeah, no, I definitely was on the low end. There was like, uh, gosh, 18. I think I was like 13. <laughs> um, so the people who went through was surprisingly Drazen ended up being the Republican that went through. Tina Kotek was the Democrat that went through. 
and Betsy Johnson was the independent that went through. Um, I actually am not supporting any of them, and um, I am going to do a write-in. Good for you. You're not going to stop fighting. You're not going to stop fighting. You obviously have your convictions, and you got a taste of um, it. And I you... think that it takes a lot of, inte- you know, you know, I have, I have a lot of integrity. I always have, and yep. so I do not agree to. Um, I, I just can't. Um, so that's just where I stand with it. And um, you actually, you know, if you really want to know who I'm going to be writing in, it's going to be Sam Palmer. Um, he ran for our U.S. senator. Um, for in the primaries, I think he got a bad hand dealt because of our selection election, and I still don't know to this day, you know. And he he did a great job, and I think that he would make a great governor. So it's my vote, and I'm going to write him in for governor. Right on. Well, I mean, and that's what I'm going to do. Guess what? You fought hard, and uh, you know what? You've established yourself a platform. So I mean, are you going to continue to like? dabble in politics? I mean, what's your plan going forward? So I, on, more locally, I've been doing things, of course. Um, so because we are dealing with natural resource issues, because our state is literally making it impossible for us to be able to utilize our natural resources, um, I've been looking at things like the budget committee and things like that. Um because they dissolved our natural resource committee in the um, Southern Oregon, which is disheartening. Um, so I kind of feel like things like looking at um, those kind of um, committees and boards and things like that, trying to help out that way, because if you can't finance some of those committees and boards for the, like I said, natural resources, then we won't be able to get out of, you know, the troubles we're in, like with our forest industry, or um, and which we're really suffering with that with our fires and things like that. So, um, you know, I think that right. can help us, out that way. Uh, us too. Good, uh, us too. Last year, um, last year was bad for us. We're just seeing when it's going to happen this year with the the, the wildfires. I mean, we haven't, we haven't had too many this year, but it could be bad. Yeah, we had a fire house the other day when we were on evacuation. Um, you know, I'm still on the board for one's purpose for, like I said, the fight against human sex trafficking. So on a community level, I will still be doing that kind of thing and um, be launching my uh, tour for the veterans and then for the fight with the human sex trafficking stuff. I'll be going on tour for that um, come September, and that'll be good. And then locally, anything I can do to help um, with election integrity and Anything community involvement, um, I do have a plan with a county clerk thing that I think would be a good write-in as well. Um, And I think that um, there should be a plan to do a massive write-in for a lot of people for this general election for everything on the county level for our county clerks because we have different county clerk positions that are opening up in every county. And because our county clerks, um, some of them make more than the governor. So... I kind of find that odd. So I think it would be a good idea to um, get great patriots throughout the entire state and all those different counties to step up and get people excited about those people to step in and do a big, massive write-in to have them kind of dethrone those one-county clerks who aren't really willing to step up for election integrity. And that's kind of my plan is to try to find those people in every county and put out a massive write-in, kind of like, not an Amber's list, but a, a, a anonymous list and see if we can get the counties behind it. I like an Amber's list. How about uh, <laughs> this 2020 midterm election? Where do, you, where do you see that going? I mean, we've already kind of seen some of the primaries, how they've turned out. Like, what do you think is going to happen here in 2022 with uh the elections in November, based on what you've seen, you've been in the you've been in the fucking foxhole with the, the other Republicans. You know, I mean, you tell tell us what do you see from your perspective in running, or like the state, or for like just in, just in, just in general with like you know like the the whole Trump train thing. I definitely think we're going to see um, a red tsunami for sure. I mean, look at Carrie Lake just took Arizona. That's amazing. Every, um, every county, by the way, I think that. 
you know, Tudor Dixon is really uh, close head to head with Gretchen Whitmer in um, with um, in uh, Michigan, and I think I I hope that Tudor Dixon takes that because that'll be perfect for Michigan, and they need it. And again, that's going to be a amazing resource for the East Coast for um, our natural resources, and that's going to be a huge state that we need there that people aren't really talking about. Um, but that'll be a big one, and um, that. I think it's huge. Um, but I do, I think we'll have a red tsunami because people are tired. They're not, they're not going to, uh, keep putting up with this. And if you keep watching Florida with Ron DeSantis and all, it's almost like every week he is putting out a new bill for, um, he put out an election integrity bill that almost brought me to tears because it was so good. I'm like, finally, like somebody, and it was all, I mean, it was almost like the Seth Keschel 10 commandments. It was like in person, very same day, no machine ballots. I mean, look up that one. I was like, thank God. And then, um, every day he's kind of really going out there and, and doing something that is a good bill for his state. I think that other, um, other governors are going to kind of follow in that. I don't think that uh, Governor Newsom is going to, I mean, I know he thinks he's going to run for the presidency, and I think, yeah, I think he'll put his name in the hat, but I don't think he'll go anywhere, but um, I hope not. I, I, hope not. Yeah. I mean, I do. I think we'll see a red tsunami. I really, really do. I, my hope is that we can, we can hold out for the, the West Coast. I really do. I just don't, I really... You know, until we can get some, until we can get our elections back, I, you know, we're going to have to chip away at them slowly. And that's why I think the Votify Now app that um, I know you guys talked to um, John Johnny Vieira, um, who is the founder of that app. I think if we can get more people involved with election integrity in a real way than for the West Coast, then I, you know, that's my only hope. And we're going to have to chip away at that slowly. For our elections here on the West Coast, I, you know, I think Joe Kent can pull it off in Washington. I really do. Um, I know it's really close. We're praying for him. Like, seriously. Like, he's I, very Yeah, close. I think he's going to pull it off. I really do. Um, I think he can. I think he will. I, I, I don't have any, I don't have any doubt in my mind on that one. I, I think that faithfully that that's going to happen. Um He's got 30,000 30, votes, and I don't know. He's only 250 behind, so, I mean, the game, yeah, I the think, game I, day I really, votes, I, think, I believe, will show up. Yeah, I really think that people, especially um, Republicans, conservatives, that grassroots effort, too, they're waiting until that last day, too, to just kind of dump them all in because they know what's happening in our elections. You know what I mean? They're, they know it, so... Well, you, you, you don't only know that uh, things are happening in our elections, but in our day-to-day -day lives. I mean, it's totally backwards from what it was two years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're celebrating 60 cents lower in gas prices. It's like, well, still double, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're like, but um, they're still the highest they've ever. <laughs> I've heard worries about food shortage, you yeah. know. Um, that is a not going to be able to fulfill stuff. It's a big yeah, worry. People, I mean, come come January and February, like it's going to be a really harsh, harsh year uh, for us. Um, we've got blackouts and brownouts to worry about, um, especially here on the West Coast. Uh, you know, going by these policies, are we turning into a third world country? I think so. I mean, these. These, these officials and these public officials, these politicians, you know, they are, I mean, if you think about it, if they, let's just say we did this whole Green New Deal, all of the things like they, that they wanted, and we really pushed for it by 2030, if we did everything. Well, they passed the, the bill. We would they really have bill. enough power to last 11 minutes. We, can, we can't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's how stupid it is. Like, so... But the reality is what they want to do doesn't work. Like it doesn't Every, work. Um, everybody, everybody get an electric car, plug it in. And then what's that fuel by? Probably coal and gas. I mean, it's well, just your local power plant. And then, and, and then the power grid goes down. 
<laughs> I yeah, mean, and they they shut our coal mines down, and then they you know they took our coal mines away. Then they uh, here on the west coast, and then you know they're shutting our reservoirs down. They are. Um, you know, they're making it so that we can't properly hold that type of electricity on top of it. And then they're using solar power and these windmills, which are... That we buy from China. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? They're putting us in a position that is just not really stable. And that's very purposeful. It's, it's all very purposeful. We can all see it. It's written on the wall. Like, so, if, if people are not like open open their eyes to it I really don't know what to tell them like it's I'm sorry but it's plain as day yeah people are people are taking advantage of the China situation people are taking advantage of the Mexico situation the fact that we our borders are open they're wide open and no one seems to give a damn about uh, closing them up other than Texas I hope no, no. They're gonna they're gonna fill them in. I heard I heard they're not building a wall, but they're gonna fill it in a little bit. All right, like epoxy, I guess. Uh, I mean, like putty. Sure. Yeah. They're just gonna fill it in. No, but I hear they're That's gonna start the building it, the wall. That's not the way it works. But you know what I mean. Like fucking, you can't just fill in the wall with epoxy. You gotta fucking fill it in with. They were trying to with like fucking. Cargo fucking it's shipping because containers. because the elections are around the corner. So they're just putting out like a shiny penny thing like, hey, elections are around the corner. Look, we're trying to do this. Just here's my shiny penny. But they're not going to do it efficiently. They'll probably do it costly. They need concrete. And it won't really work. And just to kind of make a, like something suffice so they can get a couple of votes. You know what I mean? Like that's really what's happening. I'm with you like, on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, but you know that, the reality yeah, is they need really con- they need concrete, and that ain't coming down there. No, no, so, not, 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 the not to fill in the there's, there's wall. literally rape trees out there, and there's stuff like that happening. So, I mean, these these really really big crises are happening down at the border where um, people are really really getting hurt. So. And, and they're allowing it. And the other part is, is like they're the smallest parts. Like they're mm-hmm. moving people to Washington D.C. Uh, they're moving people to New York or wherever the fuck. And they're like, "Oh, Oregon, yeah, we, we we need the National Guard. We need the National Guard. What about the three million that came over the border? Right. You get four. You get four thousand. You get a small percentage, and you are a sanctuary city." Welcome. Your sanctuary state. Oh, oh God! It's right. She's right. I'm moving. She's right. Oh, Washington oh. State is literally a sanctuary state. No, I don't think Washington is. I just think Seattle was. I think you're wrong. I think the whole. The, the, no, I think it choppy, choppy zone. Uh, the city of the summer of love. I mean, you got to remember all the good, good old times we used to have, like two years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not hanging out. People, over, I'm not hanging out over there this weekend. Are you? I don't go out after night, and and I <laughs> and I'm and I'm armed. I just don't want to deal with some jerk off. You know, I get all my shit done in the day and done. I mean, well, there's plenty of jerk offs up there. Like you know, thinking that they are they're someone they're not. I'm a she, and I'm not a he, and I'm gonna. I, I well, you go. You gotta realize those those homeless encampments are moving inwards. Like it's like it's like eight regular it's like ten blocks away from me. It's like ten blocks away from me, and it's like, uh, dude, you need to get off the sidewalk. I mean, what if I come home after work, and all of a sudden there's like two fucking tents parked up in my fucking front yard? I'm like, and they're like, we have a we have literally right now outside a huge like trailer kind of thing um but just like showed up in the neighborhood like outside yeah um definitely full of gosh who knows what and there's nothing that anybody can do about it like all the neighbors have said it's no one that they know um obviously the police were called and you know their hands are tied and hopefully in the next couple days it's been here for about a week um, they've already kind of stole stuff from people's cars and things like that, and it's still just there. 
In your business. It's a great policy. And I saw another one pop up across the field. And I'm like, cool. Well, that fucking sucks. In your perspective, yeah. what do we got to do to change this shit? Like, especially with the homeless thing. You know, there was an actual good, um, here in Southern Oregon, they had a thing called a rogue retreat that they did, but, uh, it got, I'm sorry, getting shut down. Um, it actually kind of worked, you know, but it was one of those things where, you know, they did work with the police department, but, um, if you weren't, if you didn't, it, they did a lot of things that were really pretty good. Um, but of course, randomly, that somehow some paperwork didn't get filed correctly and now they lost some permits and now it's getting shut down. I'm like, probably because it worked, but it wasn't a hand, it was like a hand up, but not a hand out. Like it was really kind of, you had to like pay taxes and become a member of society. It was actually really good and well, pretty organized how they had it done. But um, I did a tour there and I was like, wow, like how come this isn't happening like in Portland and some of the other parts of the state? And they were like, cause it was <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Probably, yeah. um, but but um, you know, I you know, I I wish that we could have the National Guard come in and really we could have help there. But it ultimately, like in the state, like where you live, in the state where I live, um, we can't deploy the National Guard without the governor doing it. Um, we can't have good funding for our police and our resources without the budget coming from the governor. Um, we can't have the things that we need without a good governor. So without the good leadership, without the good um, attorney generals and the judges and legislation, oh, we have good leadership. I don't know. It's going to, right now, even our our good officers and our good sheriffs and everything, they said it's going to take citizens arresting now because it's gotten so bad that that's what it's going to turn into. And unfortunately, we're already seeing it. And I'm not advocating for that, but that's what is happening. We've already had a guy trying to light, light like three or four fires around here. And it literally took citizens tying him to a tree and then calling the sheriffs until they could at least get there because there's not enough of them here because they don't have the resources anymore until they could get there. So they did. They tied him to a tree until the police got there and then the police had to take care of him. Nobody, nobody did anything bad to the guy. But that's what happened because that's where we're left. We're literally living in chaos now. Exactly what you and I talked about a year ago when I first decided to run is literally what we're living in today. We don't, we've been, everything's been stripped away. We're defunded and it's chaos is, it's everywhere. And we're, we're not, if they're not going to make the changes that we need where we need the proper funding and we need everything where our resources are actually being allocated and the bureaucrats aren't getting richer, if it doesn't change, then we're going to, it's only going to get worse. And unfortunately what I've seen is it's just getting, getting worse. We already see it getting worse on the streets. I mean, so I guess self-defense classes prepare yourself, um, be there for your neighbor. Neighborhood watches are great. I think as neighbors, you need to know your neighbor. I think um, getting neighborhood watches together is a good idea. Um, things like that. I mean, all I can speak of is as a citizen, that's what I would do. I'll tell you this. Well, like you said, like you said it, it, it kind of going to turn into the old West because we can't rely on the cops anymore. So you got to kind of be ready. To, what are they supposed to do? Well, well, the weird thing is, it's like have, we only have like three for three hundred eighty-four miles for the sheriff. Like, come on, how many miles are they supposed to stretch? Think about this. Well, think about you know, this too. When when your when you put a prison when you when you put a you somebody that broke the law in jail, keep them in jail. Don't just let them out. You want to talk about your right? Governor makes a, a law which he puts in effect that it has to be catch and release, basically. Like that when that's the what are you supposed to do there? It's like a holiday for criminals. Cashless bill. Woohoo! Yeah, I mean, so if their hands are tied, like I don't know. Like for me, I'm like. I would hate being a police officer right now. Well, it's no wonder so many have just quit or retired. 
that's what I'm saying. We, we have had so many good ones quit. Very many. No, totally. And now, now that the, the criminals are running the streets, they're coming mm-hmm. closer and closer to your neighborhood and eventually going to be in your house and they're going to be like a, a, a squatter. You can't kick them out. It's like they live in the living room. <laughs> yeah, like, they have some sort the of rights to your living room, which is well, I, I heard. I, I heard there's this new thing that they're going to make business businesses where homeless people are encamped store them in their business. <laughs> it's like, where do you put them in the back room? Like, <laughs> filing cabinet? What the? Yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they the government wants to just make it disappear, but it's the problem they created. Because they allow people yeah. to be on the street and just do. be just do open drugs, and then make citizens deal with it. But they got really rich off of it. A buddy of mine works for the VA, and he tries to help people he can help. You know, there's a lot of people you can help, and there's certain people that just like get dropped off at the front by an Uber, and they crawl in, and they're like, "I need pain meds," and he's like, "Dude, I, you know, I no, I, I you got to go to your doctor for that." And, you, you know, certain people that are just homeless and uh, they're addicted to drugs. It comes down to the fact we need to stop lying to ourselves that there are men and there are women and there are people that have mental problems and there are people that are addicted to drugs and there are normal people that have jobs and just like try to navigate life. They're like, I'm just trying to get home. I got to go to Safeway. Is somebody going to rob me? I mean, there's a difference between you know, those connectors. It's like certain people are just like, hey, I just want to get through life and other people are making a mess. Yep. It's going to be, you know, I just, I would say get ready, hold on, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. We want Trump. Yeah, we want Trump back, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that's that seems to be the We thing. want Trump back. We need good governors. We need good legislators. We need actual people to hold up the Constitution. If you're in a certain branch, if you're in the judicial branch, if you're in the executive branch, if you're in, you know, hold up your branch the way the Constitution was written. Like, that's the most frustrating part. That is the only thing where the Constitution doesn't work, because I, I don't think the founding fathers realized that these people in those in, in the legislative branch, like they didn't think that they weren't going to fight for their branch. They they didn't realize they were going to, you know, milk toast out and just be like, oh, I'm just going to hold my seat. You know, that's why they wrote laws that were, you know, so wishy washy that didn't really even take a side because they just wanted to hold their seat. You know, the, the branches were meant to, you know, be there for, you know, a reason. And these people just got those seats, and now they're just holding them because there's, that's all they care about. They don't really care about the branch itself. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I feel like you're here for a reason. You stood up because you got sick and tired. You're like, I don't want to get involved, but now I have to get involved because things are messed up. You guys really, you know, and you're and you're like not quitting. You're you're going straight forward. You're you're going through it because you've had enough. And I, you know, I'm it's amazing, and I don't ever want you to quit. I'm supposed to go down. I, I know. I know that when it comes to election integrity, I know how I can help on a county level throughout the state. I know I'm a good networker, and I can always help people. Hey, there's this person. I think you know. Here's a person that can help you with this. Here's a person that can help you with that. And that's what we need there. And. You know, whatever I can do, because I'm a patriot. I told you from the beginning, a patriot, not a politician. I'll mm. always be that way. But you're you're um, a great communicator, and you're sped, spreading positive ideas, positive yeah. solutions. Yeah. I mean, you're that stand up always. And one of the things we've really got to watch right now, especially, and if there's something that we need to really get out there, is that. You know, they took our police resources away from our schools, and so we're getting ready to go back to school. So if we can get, you know, retired veterans, things like that, to go watch our schools, um, that would be great because I fear that we're going to see, you know, some um, some bad things happen, and I don't want to see that happen because of our bureaucrats and what they care more about power than they do about lives. And so... You know, if it's going to take citizens stepping up on their own retired time, then yeah, we need to get our retired vets out there to you know watch our schools because our children matter. 
there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. You could ask Ukraine. Um, you know, I mean, people people just get, it's amazing. They need to allow um, teachers that are ready to be armed or, you know, background check, be armed. Because now it's not a soft target. Nobody will do it. Nobody will go in there. I mean, right now to tell them, you know, we need to at least have something happen because they just ripped our police resources away from. And if they did that in Oregon, I bet you they got that going on in, in Washington right probably it's just happening right now because we're kind of like that domino effect so yeah we have that vine from california that's been infecting both of our states yeah so it's kind of it always seems to have oh and then also gavin newsom just made prostitution legal in the state of california so you know the sex trafficking is going to get even worse um so thanks gavin newsom for being the worst governor on the planet um as well as well as brown and as well wait a minute wait a minute i i i have have a feeling i have a feeling that uh, california will need a, a a lot of uh monkeypox vaccines (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I have a feeling that, you know, between our three states that, like I said, that those three are probably one of the worst governors on the planet. Those three, they take the trifecta of the worst. So. You know what's funny is that Gavin Newsom is probably the front runner for the Democratic Party. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, Governor Brown is really up there. Nobody likes, the, for some reason, she just never gets in the media. And so that actually... That scares me because if the person's name never is a media, you know they're probably the dirtiest. They're the ninja. Yeah. So they're gonna get in there and then stab you in the back of the neck. He's literally on the list as the worst governor in the nation. It's amazing how people vote political parties. When it's like you could actually just say, "Hey, this was good a couple of years ago, and this sucks right now." So. How about I vote for that? Oh, you can't do for that because yeah. if you vote for that, you're a bigot or racist or sexist. I mean, I mean, poor, yeah. poor Larry Elder. <laughs> I mean, I never heard anybody call somebody an Uncle Tom so many times in my life when Larry Elder went uh, tried to uh, take out Gavin Newsom in California. And he probably actually did, but they live in a selection election state as well, so you know. But, you know, the one thing that was hopeful was to see Carrie Lake take Arizona. So, you know, that was really good to see. So, Tides are turning. Tides are turning. Huh? Tides are turning. turning. People are tired. People are tired. We've seen it. You know, we've got to have that hope and just know that, you know, the West Coast is, you know, if we don't start chipping away at election integrity, then we'll never get our states back. And if we can't keep telling people that, then, you know, and really waking them up to what's happening there. And then at the local level, really taking action there, then, you know, that's all we can really, really do. And then really supporting people like Joe Kent, things like that, and getting, you know, support there for... I'm super glad we have people like you standing up. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, good. No, you won't. Absolutely, I won't ever be going away. That's for sure. And like I said, the stuff with uh, our veterans, with the fight for human sex trafficking, which is so dear to my heart. Um, you know, like my tour will be coming up in September, which I'm so excited about because I'm going to be going um, nationwide, all over. And that's so exciting because, that you know, Oregon's the third worst state for human sex trafficking in our nation. And now with what Gavin Newsom did in California, guess what's going to happen? We'll probably, it's, it's only going to infiltrate it worse. So, and those are numbers that are reported. So who knows what the true numbers are? It's tough to say. I mean, fucking, the numbers that come through and even in Carrie Lakes, Arizona. She she won every single county apparently. Like I mean, I believe it, but just two years ago, we had some very, uh, I don't know, blue counties that just showed up out of nowhere. Same in same in Nevada, which was uncharacteristical for those guys. 
Same in uh, a lot of other places. It's just it's just weird. Like, did we fix it? I don't think we fixed it. I just think that something else is happening. I think that like the 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 people that are pissed off are starting to flex their muscles, well, at least in the voting perspective. Do you not agree? Oh yeah, no people. People are definitely upset. People are definitely stepping up. You know, the like I said, with this Votify Now app, um, and I know you guys are going to have Johnny on here, and I think that's going to be so good. That app is so cool because it's an interactive app. You can take video. You can take a picture. You can take testimony. They had that. The app right now was being used as we speak when the, this election in Arizona, the primary election, was going on. And those felt markers were getting handed out just in the election with Carrie Lake, this primary, and people were able to put their incident, incidents or anomalies, right? Like, hey, how come they're making me use this felt marker when I want to use my own ballpoint? I brought my own ballpoint pen for my ballot because I didn't want to have to use that. Like, people were able to use the Votify Now app and be able to put that, that like, that testimony in live. That's how cool it is. Like, we could literally be able to use the app during this general election come November and be able to be like, hey, I noticed when I went to go to the ballot box, there were people, you know, dropping off, you know, ballot harvesting. You know, how, why, why do they have like 50 ballots in their hand? Why do they have five or 10? You know, I watched somebody do this. I watched somebody do that. We could literally sit there and be able to say this or that, or I saw this on my ballot, or I saw this, or I saw that. Like, we could take picture, take video, all at the same time. We can interact that way. And that's why I think the Votify Now app is going to be so crucial before the general election for everybody to be able to download it, get used to it, start using it, and be able to communicate. I mean, if we don't start doing that now and, and be able to take all the horrendous things that we've seen in our state, because basically Oregon created the whole corruption and then we've kind of infiltrated the entire country with it. So if we can at least do this and start, you know, everybody start utilizing it, then it, how great would that be? Like, and it's, you, you can use like utilize it with Android or iPhone. Like that's what's so cool about it. So when I met Johnny, I was like, man, I have got to be able to use the platform I've had by running for governor and all the contacts I've ever made and just be able to help him reach those contacts and, and get the voice out there. Right. I think that, uh, uh, for one, Trump obviously won 2022 or 2020. And, uh, if it's not obvious to everybody that listens to this podcast, like fucking like we need to do what we got to do to, uh, get the election integrity back on track. Well, if you, if, if you don't realize he's lost it, how do you like it now? No one, <laughs> no one likes it now. That's the problem. I mean, I think you owe me a Costco, like Costco gift card, like regularly. And, and I'm sorry, like, Regularly, well, like, think about it. Nobody, regularly. nobody, nobody who voted for Biden wants to vote for him again. They're trying to figure out how to replace them, and they're like, <laughs> "What do we do?" I mean, Hillary, no. Oh, how about that one person? What? I haven't met one person yet. So. You haven't met one person. I, since I don't know Biden's any. I don't. Doing a hell I don't of a job. You haven't met one person since. If you, if you think so. I haven't met one person who wrote a Biden. Like, like I'm a, I, I'm actually, the people, the people, you're such the, a Trumpster. I think Biden's going to Actually, I work, I work in a store that does like little high end, you know, everything, you know. So I get those uppity customers, and those are the guys that live in gated communities and stuff. And I notice a difference. It's like. It's like a moral superiority, or, or not a moral superiority, but a moral uh, thinking point. Because they think it would be better, but they don't realize because they live inside the gates, not outside the gates. I also live in Most Southern Oregon. So, like, I live in a super red part of the state. So, like, still right now, everywhere I go, it has Trump won. You know what I mean? What, like, part, of, <laughs> what part of Southern Oregon? American is flags hanging off of a pickup. 
What part is yeah, that? Like, part, are you in like, Ashland? Are you in Phoenix? Are you in Medford? Where, where are you at exactly? Well, I mean, yeah, well, I'm, in, I'm actually in White City, right? But um, Medford, yeah. Medford. Well, Everybody down there is very patriotic. I guess. Yeah. Very supportive. Trump is still everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty You don't right. see any Joe Biden signs in the yard? There's no, there's no sign for Biden anywhere. No signs <laughs> of Biden. There's none. And then there's Trump 2024, or like, there's a lot of F Biden signs. Um, I, is there any Lion Biden? <laughs> I haven't seen Lion Biden, but I have seen a lot of F Bidens, and I have a lot of Trump ones, and a lot of Trump 2024. And um, uh, f your feelings. Uh, there's like a lot that. of those. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I, I I just think I, I I think we're just in a downslip for a little bit, and we're gonna figure out that this stuff sucks. And then all there's, of a sudden, at the end of the highway, there's a guy who has like a trailer. He literally sells like Trump memorabilia still, and he has since 2020, and he has not shut down. Does he got a bobblehead? Oh, he's making money. <laughs> I need, I need, I need a Trump bobblehead. Like he's like, yeah. He's like, it is not he, shut down. That's it. That little thing is busy all the time. He's <laughs> like, making money, making money. All right, Amber. Uh, so give us a little social media. Give us a little. Uh, where? How can we follow you and follow your? Uh, campaign that's not dead yet yeah so i'm not running for governor anymore um i will have a a ride-in uh so anybody who's in the state of oregon i will have that up if you want to see what uh anonymous list of write-ins on the county level for the general or even um for the governor and uh so again uh vote oregon first for amber.com my webpage is still up and then um always true social amber for oregon i love true social true social is my favorite um so always catch me there i do still have facebook and that's just amber richardson and then um also forget her it's still amber for oregon and um i don't really like or i don't really like facebook so get her or uh true social is really where you can get me on the social media listen no one likes facebook no one likes Twitter either. And, uh, really. I'm not on Twitter. I cancel Twitter because Twitter. But everybody likes, everybody likes Get Her Done. Everybody, Go to Get Her. Everybody likes Get Her. Everybody yeah, likes True Twitter, Social. I so, yeah, uh, we're all about that shit. So, supporting you there, uh, Amber for Oregon on Get Her. And, uh, same on Truth, as you say? Yep, True Social. My favorite. Right on. I meet a lot of cool people over there on True Social, so uh, we're trying to get them all on the show. And uh, if you want to follow us on, uh, you know, the social media, Spotify is where you want to hit the subscribe button and uh, get her. And of course, True Social at Totally Corrupt is where we reside. Uh, just want to give everybody a shout out. Thank you for listening. We've got a solid crowd these days, and uh, thanks for having us back. So, Amber, appreciate you having on the show, and uh, we wish you uh, bright futures in any endeavors. And of course, you're always welcome back on the show. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. Thank Diggs. you, Amber. Have a great night. Diggs, final thoughts. My final thoughts. Yeah, what, I, uh, my final thoughts would be uh, like our uh, podcast name is Shit Totally Corrupt. I mean, gotta figure something out, gotta get some sanity back. Um, I don't know. I mean, Good you're not loading on the road, I'm not loading on the road. Good thoughts, but hey, get your shit together. Be a positive person for society. Get your shit together is what he's gotta say. All right. All right. We love everybody. We got to get out of here. Uh, our time is about up. And uh, thank you again, Amber, for joining us. 
Kid Rock's going to take you. us out. And uh, we'll say goodnight, everybody. Love you. Bye now. Later.